Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. 105 104, Pacers over the Bucks. 6.57 to go in the fourth quarter in this one. I, I do also have a prop that I love tonight in the Pelicans game. I'm on the Pelicans with you guys as well, Pelicans Moneyline. Pellies. Uh, Herb Jones over 10.5 points. I actually just went up a little bit and took the 11.5. He's averaging 16 points a game in the play in the uh, in season tournament. In his last three games, he scored at least 17. 17, 17, and 23. So Herb Jones over on points tonight. It's one of those role players you just jump in and people aren't paying attention and that number is way, way too soft. And hopefully it's still around there. I love it. I love it. I love it. Go Herb. Go Pellies. I'm going to add one, guys, and I've made up my mind and the decision has been made. We are going over in the game. All right? So we got the total sitting there at 30, 30 and a half in some spots. Uh, lowest since 2004. If you go back in the Super Bowl era, there have been seven games with a total of 30 points or lower. Six of those seven games have actually went over the total. So usually like games that are priced 35 and a half and under, usually those games go under. But when the total's 30, six of the seven have actually went over. I think some weird stuff's going to happen tonight. Maybe a scoop and score, a special just, teams touchdown. I hate when it. some zig... I zag. Really small. We're going over. If I have to be here, I want points. <laughs> Hunter Henry... First touchdown, 18 to 1. Hunter Henry over two and a half receptions. And that's all I could do in this game. You'll, okay. you'll find something else. Why do they let's keep showing Mac Jones? The, I, I want the dual quarterback that's, tonight. That's not that's Mac Bailey. Jones. That's no, no, that's Zappy. But they keep yeah. showing Mac Jones oh. as well warming oh. up, too. They're showing both of them. I, wanted, I want both of them to share snaps. Give me Drew Henson do. and, and uh, Tom Brady at Michigan all over again. That's what I want, baby. Let's get weird tonight. James Coe from the Reception Perception podcast joins us every week at this time. And I'd like to say we're all very excited about tonight, James. I really am, man. I Big would love game. to say that. We're trying to hype it up. We're trying to. Is there any. Anything in this game that you look at, any player, any matchup, any prop, any anything in fantasy, and you go, you know what? I'm actually excited to see how this turns out. No, listen, there's 0% of this game that I am excited about. 30 points, the lowest <laughs> since, what, the Truman administration? I don't think they had invented shoes uh, when the point total was this low, okay? People wearing newspapers for clothes. That's how long ago this 30-point, um, you know, total was. I, it's just, it's ridiculous, 30 points. Uh, actually, I think it's the lowest since 2005, but you get it, you know? It's, it's really hard to get excited about anything in this particular game. But if I'm looking at anything, man... Um, I do think that there's been an overcorrection on Deontay Johnson, okay? New England allows production to outside wide receivers, third most receptions, seventh most yards to outside wide receivers. Deontay over 42.5 feels like a pretty safe bet for me. I know it's been juiced up to minus 135, but you know what I really like? How about Deontay Johnson over 4.5 receptions? You're actually getting plus money right there at plus 105. Yeah, I like that, uh, especially considering I feel like there's Deontay Johnson, a lot of detractors. I have uh, been very low on Deontay as somebody who owns him on a dynasty team, So, but he has been much better. You said last week that Tyreek Hill was going to have himself a game, James. But did you expect two tutties and over 100 and something, 125 yards just by halftime alone? Goodness gracious. I mean, it's funny, right? It's the most predictable 
everyone was predicting that Tyreek was going to have a big game. And I swear to God, that, that long touchdown that he grabbed, that was literally the most unsurprising big play probably in NFL history. You're talking about Tyreek Hill taking along that, that, that secondary for Washington. I mean, just, oh my goodness, unbelievable matchup. You knew it was coming and it hit you like a hammer. And again, totally unsurprising. You knew it was happening and Tyreek delivers. I want to talk about uh, the Cowboys because they've got a great matchup against that Eagles secondary. Who do you like in that game the most? Again, this is a, a secondary that went from penthouse to outhouse. We're talking about Philadelphia, one of the scariest secondaries in the NFL last year. And this year, you absolutely just want to abuse them each and every week. You want to play your players against Philadelphia. That's why we love Brandon Cooks. That's why we love C.D. Lamb. Go ahead and give me the over uh, on both of those guys. Brandon Cooks has been juiced up just a little bit here. Uh, 48 and a half for him, but at minus 120, but still. I mean, I don't know, man. It just feels like free money. It's supposed to be a huge back-and-forth game. You, you kind of get the feeling that, uh, again, especially with, with Dallas uh, getting exposed on the outside just a little bit, I do wonder if Philadelphia comes in throwing pretty hot as well. So I, I'm anticipating this one to be a little bit of a ping-pong match, man, going back and forth. So I love all the player props, especially for the receivers. Uh, James, a game I wanted to ask you about. Jags-Browns, actually. Uh, I was lucky enough to grab the Browns plus three. Now I kind of like them on the money line. I grabbed that because of the weather. You got some wind, some rain, the lake effect. But now it's the battle of backup quarterbacks. And you look at what the Browns do defensively. They play a ton of tight man coverage. And Christian Kirk's going to be out for Jacksonville. You know, he's he's the man beater. So what are you looking at in this game as far as player props, side total? Anything that you like in uh, Jacksonville-Cleveland? Yeah, it's really hard because we're not we still haven't got full player props yet, and I'm sure that's going to be coming dropping on Friday or Saturday or whatever it might be, right? But overall, this is the kind of game that I get behind. You know, we're talking about just two backup quarterbacks. This is down and dirty. This is getting nasty. I mean, this is like preseason football right here. This is this is the kind of muck that I get into, man. I kind of like it. Uh, but overall, I see Joe Flacco at uh, you know one one ninety one and a half. Um, at minus 115 that just feels like I mean I get it there's some weather it's Joe Flacco he's off the couch but come on Jacksonville secondary has not been very good I take that back Darius Williams has been great okay but whatever the other corner is on the other side is not good at all it's like Amazon versus Wish you know what I'm saying like you got one guy who's really good and another one you're like oh my god this is so bad uh, but it's 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 a it's a real juxtaposition there but overall their secondary has not been very good uh, I like Joe Flacco and again I I Whenever the Elijah Moore lines drop, I'm probably going to take the over there as well because Joe Flacco and Elijah Moore, it's like hot sauce and fried chicken, baby. They just go. You know what I'm saying? Moore has yeah. only posted 80-plus yards in three times in his career. Of those three times, two times are with Joe Flacco. So I don't know, man. They just, they, again, they just kind of go together, man. I wanted to ask you about, I want to stick in the AFC South, actually, now with the uh, injury to Tank Dell, which really stinks because I love yeah. CJ Stroud. I love that Texans team. Who are you going to target? Who are you going to look at, not only for like fantasy purposes, maybe player props? You have Nico Collins. Who else is going to step up now in the pass game? You know, I, I actually love Noah Brown in this particular matchup. Now, again, this is a guy that led the team in routes run last week. 50 
total routes run for Noah Brown last week. It's a ton, and he only saw two targets, but that's because C.J. Stroud was locked in on Nico Collins, who was getting open at a high rate, and, and rightfully so, right? But against the uh, against the Jets, I almost said Giants, uh, against the Jets and Sauce Gardner, forget about it. Look, same team. I love Nico Collins. I think, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Same same <laughs> dump, uh, you know, trash heap there uh, in, the, in, uh, in New Jersey there. But no, um, with Noah Brown in the slot, it's a much softer matchup there for Noah Brown. Uh, and I do think Stroud is going to have to come off of Nico Collins there. So I actually like Noah Brown a lot in this game. Talking to James Coe, MGM tonight. Are you When you look at the Bills' offense now, do you feel at least a little more confident with them that Joe Brady took over? I mean, they're turning the ball over essentially half the amount of time. It looks... A little better, but I mean, there's just there's always a worry for me week by week with the Bills, where it's just so boom or bust. It is boom or bust, and you talk about those turnovers. And you know what? I think the biggest thing that Joe Brady has done, really, he's made it a little bit more easy, simplified it, I think, for um, for Josh Allen, so that he doesn't have to keep making so many reads, right? And I look at the usage for James Cook, and that's really where I, I kind of want to attack a player prop is James Cook right now, right? In the 10 games prior to Joe Brady taking over, we're talking about a guy in James Cook who averaged 14.8 opportunities uh, per game. Under Joe Brady, that has ballooned up to 22 opportunities a game. And we talk about opportunities, talking about rushes plus targets, right? So that simplifies it quite a bit, honestly, for Josh Allen. So when I look at that 46-and-a-half over uh, for James Cook against Kansas City, I really like it. It's minus 110. Go ahead and give me the over 46-and-a-half for James Cook in that matchup against KC. What about Kansas City props? Because Isaiah Pacheco continues to to be a guy that you can count on at least to get into the end zone. But we've been talking about this all season long. Wide receivers, who can we really trust? Is it Rasheed Rice? Uh, is that going to be Marquez Valdez-Scaling? Is he going to emerge at any time as being anything other than <laughs> a jag? Like Against the Bills, who do you like here besides the usual suspect of, of Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco? Yeah, I mean, for me, Pacheco's a little bit scary, right? Because he's um, suffering a shoulder injury and has missed practice here on Wednesday and Thursday. They haven't ruled him out, but shoulder injuries for running backs is a little scary. So um, I'm actually going to keep a very close eye on what Jarek McKinnon props are going to end up looking like if he has to fill in. But if we're talking about a receiver, man, give me Rasheed Rice out of the slot. I think Buffalo's been pretty soft uh, in the slot this year. So Rasheed Rice, who plays about, I want to say about 55 to 60% of his snaps in in the slot there um, and has really emerged as a go-to wide receiver uh, for Kansas City I really like him 53 and a half is his receiving line um, in this one at minus 110 I'm very tempted there I think that's a really good line but over five and a half receptions that's where to me I feel like okay we're gonna see six receptions or more from Rasheed Rice you're getting plus money at plus 105 this is gonna be a slightly higher scoring game as well um, Rasheed Rice is certainly somebody that I am looking at in terms of player props after what you saw on Monday night from Jake Browning, do you still trust, you know, whether it's fantasy player props, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Boyd props, and keeping them in your fantasy lineup? Like, for example, unfortunately, I have Higgins and Chase, and, you know, it hasn't been a great year for T. Higgins, but he's he's healthy now, or healthier, and it's a contract year. You know, like, what are you doing with those guys moving forward? Because Browning actually looked pretty good. 
Hey, listen, Browning is a player that at UW was supposed to go to the NFL. There were the expectations that he was supposed to go to the NFL. Highly recruited player, highly regarded player from a, a collegiate standpoint. So, honestly, as a Pac-12 honk, I'm 0% surprised that Jake Browning actually played well, especially against the Jags, who, as we highlighted, uh, their secondary is not very good. So, I actually am not that worried about some of the passing assets there um, uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, again, Tyler Boyd is just, you know, he's a slot guy, and I don't think he's going to get utilized that much, not at least in, in this particular matchup. Um, I, I, I really don't like him there, but I'm feeling pretty good about T. Higgins as he starts to get healthier. You know, the line has been, you know, um, obviously not that very, not very high right now for T. Higgins. Uh, but overall, I like Cincinnati. Indianapolis secondary, I've described them as like, you know, a Kirkland brand secondary. I don't think they're very good. Uh, and they have been very beatable. Nothing wrong with Kirkland. <laughs> Kirkland's got Kirk- some solid batteries. Some, good they got some quality stuff. Hey, sometimes we know they're just slapping their label on some good stuff yeah, anyway. That like liquor's not goose. Kirkland. Yeah. yeah it's great goose, Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I think I think they're no names. They haven't been horrible, but I tell you what, they they have been beatable at different points this season too. So um, I I kind of sort of like the matchup. Uh, I think Jake Brown would be just fine, man. And those wide receivers, those outside wide receivers, I think those are the guys to target in player props. Yeah, it's really throwing a wrench into this season. Whether it's fantasy, it's receiver props this year. They were just showing the list on the Thursday Night Football pregame show of all the quarterbacks that have gotten hurt this year, especially season-ending injuries. And Jake right. Browning's like one of this long, long list of backups that's out there now. And can you think of another season where you've had to kind of take these extra layers into account with so many quarterbacks being out, which then in some, you're going, well, d- does this affect this receiver? Do I still trust where it is? It just feels like it's way more than we've had in a long, long time. Hey, listen, more than 20% of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year have missed six or more games, right? And we're talking, God. obviously, there's the Kyler Murrays of the world, you know, who are on IR. And then we're talking about the season enders, right, for Kirk, Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers and Anthony Richardson. But it's been an absolute disaster, and it's been a mess. I cannot remember a season like this where – Again, and this is a big reason why scoring is down across the board. And it's not just in the passing game, too. It's in the running game. Like, there are so many teams not averaging four yards a carry right now. It's crazy, right? So the quality of offense, both from a passing production and from a rushing production, has gone significantly down this year. And so, no, I I honestly cannot remember um, a year like this from an offensive standpoint in regards to both fantasy and player props. Hey, guys, I, I know I'm almost out of time. Before we get out of here, can I give you one last uh, player That's what that I was about I to ask you. <laughs> I literally, that no. was my question, James. Okay. I said I, that was all I want to know, number one player prop. Okay, for me, it's Josh Allen in that Kansas City game, his rushing prop. 33 and a half right now uh, for Josh Allen. To me, that is an absolute lock. Because this is the reason. Kansas City, seventh best quarterback pressure rate over the last eight weeks. But in particular, they have the sixth highest man-to-man percentage. And when you start thinking about rushing quarterbacks looking at man-to-man coverage where their DBs have their backs turned towards the quarterback, I love this line for Josh Allen this week. James Coe, Reception to Perception podcast. Love having you on, man. And you got to watch on the stream because he's got one of the best backdrops anybody has in the game today. (laughs) Love it. 
Love it. Good Thank talking you, to you, man. man. I appreciate it. I look forward to next week. See you guys. One twenty-two, one fourteen. Now the I Pacers that so pulling bad. away from the Bucks with forty-eight seconds to three go. Threes for Hallie, and he's been sitting there at two. And I'm like, there's no reason for him to shoot a three, and yes, he did. Malik Beasley's an effing bomb. He has one three. Just gonna say that. I'm gonna tweet him and tell him how he ruined my parlay. Should I do it, guys? I need one point for Dame, and I hit this parlay. I blame Larsa Pippen for this. That's yeah. the problem. That's the reason why he missed them all. It's Pet MGM tonight.